You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. The Lord is my light, is the title of this devotion. That is perhaps one of the most common uh, or most well-known, I should say, statements of the Psalms that people will make. It comes here from David's amazing, wonderful Psalm 27 with only 14 little verses. I love every verse in it. It is so anointed, but I want to focus in the devotions of this week just on verse one. I'm going to talk to you this week about the Lord being our light and what that means and how the light rules over the darkness, what the darkness is. I'll talk to you about on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, Friday and Saturday, I'm going to talk to you about the Lord is my strength. And I really believe this week will be a week that the Holy Spirit will so illuminate you inwardly by the life of the Spirit and the Word coming alive inside of you, that where you maybe have needed to see a breakthrough, you will begin to see a breakthrough. It's amazing when the Lord's face begins to light upon you and where His favor begins to bound towards you, how He breaks you through. Friends, I've seen it, how I've had to endure and persevere in faith together with Virginia and where we have to keep, keep agreeing, keep agreeing, no, the Lord's our light, the Lord's our light. No, we believe He will light up the way. He will, His Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. No, we open His Word and light comes. These you find in Psalm 119. And we just kept believing and the Lord began to open the way by the light of His Word coming into our being. And it's so powerful, friends, when you walk in the light, how you begin to experience the mind of Christ, the heart of your loving Heavenly Father. And let me read you here now, Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Any of us, every one of us, I should say, have times in our life when we find ourselves in darkness and where the darkness can be so real and painful. One of the judgments by which the Lord rebuked the evil spirits that ruled over Egypt and demonstrated to these evil forces that the only true living God truly is in charge, was one of those judgments was darkness that came over the land of Egypt. You see, when Moses came out of Egypt and met his father-in-law Jethro, Jethro said to Moses, the gods, the evil spirits behaved very proudly against the Lord. But now I see that the Lord is over them all. The Lord rules over them. And it is the very nature of the demonic forces. Pride is the very nature of the demonic forces. And they always go too far in exalting themselves because that is the nature of their being. Satan exalted himself 
and begin to say, I will exalt myself above the heavens. I will make my throne above God's throne. And he was cast down. And we can see that the Lord demonstrates his beauty of holiness in how he rules over the darkness. But any of us can go through these times in our life when we find ourselves in darkness. And like I said, one of the judgments that by which the Lord demonstrated his authority over the powers of darkness, as the Bible calls evil spirits, the powers who rule in the darkness of this age in, what is it, Ephesians 2 and in Ephesians 6, that he, that one of the judgment was that darkness came over Egypt and the darkness was so forceful that nobody was immune to it. Everybody could feel it. You know, I'll never forget flying from China, from Beijing to Los Angeles when I had been preaching in the different parts of China. And then I was having meetings near Los Angeles. And that's, it's quite an amazing flight because of the incredible strong jet flow of wind that goes that way that you fly so quickly across the Pacific from Beijing down to Los Angeles. Well, when I was coming down into Los Angeles, it was beautiful blue skies. I was sitting by the window and you could see this haze of yellow air hanging over Los Angeles, yellow. It was quite dark yellow. And as we descended out of the brilliant blue skies, the moment we went into the haze, you couldn't see it. You could see it when you were in the light, but you couldn't see it when you were in it. The darkness can be so deceptive that when you're in it, you don't notice it. You have to come into the light to be able to recognize the forces of darkness. You have to live in the freedom Christ gives to recognize the bondage that sin brings. You have to live in the love of the Father to realize the degradation of, on, of selfishness, of self-serving. It is most evil to me. Living to please self is the very nature of sin. Living to please God is the freedom of that sin. And today, I want you to know the Lord himself is our light. But any of us can find ourselves in darkness and Micah, he is a beautiful prophet. I love his spirit and how he unveils the mind of God in his way of speaking and thinking. And he, Micah says in chapter seven, verse seven, therefore I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Do not rejoice over me, mine enemy. When I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. Again, listen closely. I really feel this is a word of the Lord. Therefore, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Do not rejoice of me, O my enemy. When I fall, I will arise. When I sit in the darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. I want you to realize simply what the light is. God is light and in him is no darkness. 
you see? And how do we sit in darkness when we're not in the light? How simple can it be? When we're not in the light, we're in the darkness. When we live in mere self, then we begin, we live in darkness. And the Bible says in um, Proverbs chapter 20, Proverbs chapter 20, let me just find that scripture for you. It's a very important scripture here in Proverbs 20, verse 27. It says, the spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching the inner depths of the heart. The spirit of man. You see, our spirit, we have a spirit. We are, let me say it this way, a spirit, have a soul and live in a body. Spirit, soul and body. It says, for example, in First. Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 and 24. The Lord, who is faithful, will sanctify your whole spirit, soul, and body. We know that this body, we lay it off. And it's like a seed sown into the earth, awaiting our return with Christ when we are given a new body. Not the same body will arise, but a new body will be given. But this body we will lay off as a seed, but our spirit and soul will be saved. Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 1, we believe in the saving of the soul. The soul is what identifies your particular personality. My living being, my soul, identifies my personality, my will, my emotions that which characterizes this individual person called Robert Mosbach. But it's my spirit by which I live. And the spirit, when we sin, dies, separates from God, who is life. And the spirit is reconciled, made alive with God through Jesus Christ, who is our life. Now, the spirit the Bible says here in Proverbs 20, 27, is the lamp of the Lord. And if you, for example, go with me for a moment, and I really feel this is important, to Matthew 25, and listen to this. Jesus is speaking. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now, Five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lambs and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lambs. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lambs. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lambs are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourself. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. 
afterwards the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But, the, but he answered and said, Surely I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, Jesus says, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. I think that the point that the Lord is making cannot be clear. How important it is, dear friends, that we have enough of the life of the Holy Spirit illuminating, enlightening our spirit within us, that when the Lord comes, we perceive Him, we recognize Him, we acknowledge Him. Friends, this to me is more real than anything. And there are so many precious souls who are virgins asleep. In other words, their hearts have been betrothed to the Lord. Their hearts were captured by Him. But they have fallen asleep. They are not perceiving it. They're not recognizing it. They're not awake to His blessed presence. I'll never forget so many years ago, I was in a restaurant with a dear pastor friend of mine, my dear friend, Pastor David Whaley in Napa, Idaho. And that was the first time I met him and we were having a cup of coffee and this dear lady came to offer me more cup to refill my cup of coffee. And I said, yeah, and she refilled it. And then I looked up to her to say thank you. And the moment I looked up to her, the Holy Spirit in me bore witness that she was a child of God. And I looked at her and I said, you're a Christian, aren't you? And she looked at me and she said, you can see that? I said, oh yes, I can feel the life of Jesus in you. And the moment I said it, the Holy Spirit lit up her spirit and the light came on in her. And she began to weep and weep as she felt the light of Christ's life illuminating her inward parts. And she said to me, oh, I thought he had left me. I said, remember, Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. I'll be with you to the end of the day. Believe. You see, faith is what connects you with the Holy Spirit to fuel your lamp. The lamp, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord to fuel it. The Holy Spirit is that oil that fuels, fuels our spirit with the light of his life. If you go in closing here to Zechariah chapter four, please, you can see in the time of restoration of God's people after the time of their, uh, of their um, being in Babylon, that the Lord began to use Zechariah, Haggai, Micah, I think was there, um, um, what was the other prophet, Joel, and Zechariah, Haggai, Joel, and, and these different prophets, I, and there were others too that the Lord was using to revive God's people. Well, Zechariah is 13 little chapters, most messianic, prophetic, accurate writing that we have in, in the Old Testament. It's most phenomenal. But he was given this vision by the angel of the Lord concerning the power that restores us to life. 
And what he was shown by the angel of the Lord was the menorah, the sevenfold light of God's spirit that lights up the way into his holy of holies. He was shown the menorah of the Lord and two trees by this menorah. It is a candle of seven flames. And these two olive trees were providing oil for these reservoirs that were on the menorah to provide the continual flow of oil, the golden oil through the golden tubes that were causing these flames to keep burning unhindered. And then he says here in Zechariah chapter 4, Zechariah chapter 4, here it is. Oh, he says in verse 10, these seven, these seven flames of the Spirit rejoice to see. They are the eyes of the Lord, which scan to and fro throughout the earth. It shows you something most phenomenal that I can't stop with right now. And then he answered and said to him, What are these two olive trees at the right of the lampstand and on its left? And I further answered and said to him, what are these two olive branches that drip into the receptacles of the two golden pipes from which the golden oil drains? And he answered me and said, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my Lord. So he said to me, These are the two anointed ones who stand beside the Lord of the whole earth. Anointed ones in the original text is sons of oil. So hear this. When we say the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? You see, friends, it's because Jesus is the anointed one. That is the very word Christ, Messiah. The word Messiah is the Hebrew, Christ is the Greek of the same word. It is the anointed one. Through our union with the Lord Jesus Christ, there is a continual supply of the Holy Spirit, anointing, enabling our spirit to be alight with his life, illuminating our inward parts helping us inwardly to perceive and to recognize and acknowledge the Lord, to know him. Jesus prayed in John 17, verse 3, and he said, Father, <clears throat> this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true living God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Friends, this perceiving, this knowing inwardly is the light. When you don't have the light, you don't know. You, you, you say, yeah, I can hear what you're telling me, but, but like, I, I don't understand. You see, it says in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, what the eye could not perceive, what the ear could not hear, and the heart could not, what the eye could not see, the ear could not hear, and the heart could not perceive, has now been revealed to us by the Holy Spirit whom has been given to us by God so that we may know what has been freely given by the Father in His Son to us. This inward knowing 
is the light. You know God inwardly. You recognize his spirit, his life in others. You hear his word when it is spoken by the Holy Spirit and it connects with your spirit and inside of you. There is a wow, hallelujah, amen. Oh, it's life, the word. It's restoration of my inward part in communion and fellowship with the Father. That is the light, my friends. And this is what the Lord Jesus is saying. Many, many years ago, I had the privilege to go minister in a place in Northamptonshire in this country. I'd never been there before. A young man whom I had known had become the minister in this old, old church building. Oh, 900 or so years old. And when I came to the door of that building out in some tiny little village, the man who stood at the door to welcome me shook my hand and squeezed it so hard that it was painful. And he said to me, I have been here for 40 years. People stood in line to get into this place because of revival. Now we have a young minister who's going to give us revival by painting our walls and putting soft chairs in. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> that was the welcome. And, and anyway, I greeted him and I found the young minister who was all excited. And I had a good time there and I preached and there was a handful of people, maybe 20 or 30 people. And I had a good time ministering and we had a moment of prayer and I could hear that man who greeted me at the door, who was 58. I could hear him praying in the back and it sounded really awkward. And the Holy Spirit showed me what was going on. Here was a virgin, a man truly in love with Christ, who had no oil in this lamp. And so when all was finished and most everybody was gone and he was standing there, I asked him, can I please pray for you? And he said, sure. And I laid hands upon him and Jesus, the anointed one, filled his lamp with oil the moment I laid hands upon him. And that precious man began to pray by the Holy Spirit with a beautiful heavenly language as the light of Christ life came life in his hungry soul in his thirsting in the man in his thirsting spirit and oh what a beautiful wonder to see that virgin shining with the light of Christ you understand when I say virgin that man who's been faithful to Christ for 40 years even though he had no oil in his lamp and he had become so brittle and, and rough. Faithfulness without the Holy Spirit doesn't produce the kind of results God's looking for. We need the Holy Spirit to in a fuel, anoint our inner being, our spirit. And here comes this light of life shining from our inner man and everybody can see it that the Lord Jesus Christ is alive and that the Father loves us as much as he loves him. Amen. Have a good day.